0: I'm Danny, that witch next door, and you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Must be the season of That Witch. Yeah, we're getting cheesier and cornier by the week, and that's just too damn bad. Welcome. Hello. It's so nice to have you here. Welcome to another episode. Five, to be exact, five whole episodes already. Welcome to the fifth episode of That Witch podcast. I'm your host, your instructor, guide, and mentor in all things witchcraft, astrology, and magic, That Witch Next Door, Danny. I'm really excited today. Can you tell? Can you feel that super uplifted, playful, creative energy? That's that moon in Sagittarius. Tap into it. I'm feeling it. I'm tapping into it. I'm leaning into it. I hope that you do too. Sagittarius is really, really creative. We were just talking about this on the pre-show tarot reading, which I know you're not going to miss. Make sure you get over to my YouTube channel right now, unless you're watching me, then hi. Um, We were just talking about this though, this Sag energy, which is just so playful, so creative so fiery and warm and truth-seeking. And so that's like one of my favorite parts about Sage energy is no matter what, when we get into the fire element, we're gonna have this big boost in creativity. But Sage, really let Sage guide you because it has a special kind of very fiery creative intuition. And it will lead you to do those bold things that on the surface, you know, we might think, Really? That, that kind of seems like a crazy idea. I don't know if people will go for it. Sag knows Sag is truth led. Give it a try. This is, this is really good, very experimental, very exploratory energy, um, with, with successful results. Okay. So I'm feeling it. We're leaning into it and I am really excited to get into today's episode. The last couple episodes, Sorry, that's new moon Danny for you. (laughs) We had to get super, super deep. We had to dig down into the shadow, into the depths. We had to crawl out of that and be very honest and real with ourselves. If you were with me last week, you know about that. And then really climbing out of that shadow, out of that cave. It's not a bad, scary cave, but a cave nonetheless. And and what to do with that, how to really reintegrate back into life, right? And so now for today, I, I sat down and it, I feel this energy of like, okay, like we crawled out. We are successfully maintaining our mental health. We are doing self-care and we're doing the real life thing and we're taking care of our responsibilities and we're caring for any dependents that we have and making sure that we're caring for ourselves first so that we're feeling from a nice full overflowing cup. So we're standing at the edge of this hole that we just climbed out of, out of the cave. We're at the very entrance of of the cave and we're about to head out. Where do we go, right? And so with this really exploratory Sag energy, I wanted to just start at the very, very beginning. The big question that I probably get the most on my Instagram when I worked at the shop, like, and in my experience being a witch in the last seven years, number one first question I always get asked is, I don't even know where to start. Like, where do I begin? I'm interested in all of this. I'm, I'm really excited about astrology, but it seems overwhelming. I'm really intrigued by witchcraft. It feels like. It fits with me. It really, really resonates with me. But I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Where do I go? Most of us, if you're like me, I didn't come from a background of this. I wasn't raised on all this. I don't have, a you know, family or old childhood friends or whatever that was like, hey, this is how you be a witch. It was totally this intuitive journey where I was always, you know, on the witchcraft journey. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just that one day, it's like I actually opened my eyes and looked around and was like, oh, we're on a witchcraft journey. That's yes, that makes sense now that I'm, you know, opening my eyes and shit, but oh, okay. And I, I count that that moment of like awareness as my official start, my right? my purposeful, intentional start into witchcraft. And so I think that a lot of you are are there. And I want to speak to you. If you already dabble in some witchcraft, if you full-blown practice, if you already dabble in astrology, or if you full-blown study, if you are a full-blown professional witch and astrologer, this episode is still for you. And I want to tell you why. I really, really, really love going back to the beginning and going back to the basics. I think that this is an important lesson for Sagittarius, actually, because it is so, and remember, moon's there. That's why I'm bringing up Sag. Um, Because it is so forward-thinking and exploratory, you know, Sag also benefits from doing a little little reversal and a little review. Because things are always changing and things are always evolving. That's why it's important. And honestly, if you've been following me for a while, I've mentioned this quite a few times about myself. Every so often, uh, at least a few times a year, I go all the way back to the basics in all of my favorite areas of of study or my favorite practices in in magic and that's because it's honestly like rereading your favorite book there's or rewatching your favorite movie or rewatching your favorite tv show there's always those little easter eggs that you missed there's always those little things that you missed and you are always happy that you went back and re-redid the journey so that you got to experience a you got to experience it through this experienced mindset right and perspective and b Because it was super fun discovering all of these new things that you didn't realize you would have been able to rediscover had you not gone back in the first place. So, first and foremost, how the fuck do you become a witch? Well, here's what I want to remind you. Before we even get started in that, you already are. If you are sitting there and you're really serious about, you know, how do I become a witch? How do I practice witchcraft? Take it from all of the seasoned and experienced witches that are also listening to this right now, nodding their heads going, you already are, trust me. You'll realize it pretty soon, but you already are. You all you always were, okay? So number one, before we even get started, if that's where you're being guided and hello, truth-seeking Sagittarius, you're... Know that your intuition is guiding you to what's already true, okay? So don't ask yourself, how do you become a witch? Ask yourself, how do you now start nurturing and embracing and embodying this inner witch and bringing her into the external? That's a really good place to start. When I think about, you know, baby witches and, and anybody really interested in, in beginning a manifestation practice or spiritual manifestation lifestyle, I personally believe that the most important thing that you can do at the start of that journey before you try and do anything else is ask yourself why? why do you want to? What is calling you? What has been sticking out to you or resonating with you that interests you or drives you toward this way of life? I want you to ask yourself why. And the reason is because this lifestyle and this practice is dope. It is awesome. It really is. For a number of ways I'll never be able to count. It's it's infinite. It is also not for the faint of heart. It is also not for the unaware and the willfully ignorant. This way of life will heighten your awareness and your mindfulness to the point where you can't do the willful ignorance thing anymore. There it is. There's the analogy. There's today's magical analogy. I am Morpheus of the Matrix asking you right now, where's my hand? There you go, YouTube. Blue pill or the red pill? Do you want to take the blue pill and keep on the mindless, you know, self unaware willful ignorance journey, turn back now, here's the blue pill. If you're here listening to this and seeking this out because you know deep down you're fucking ready, you know deep down this is your path. Maybe you don't know why. Maybe you can't explain it fully. Maybe it's more of a feeling. When you ask yourself that question, answer that way. Say, I, I don't know what it is that's driving me, but there's something deep in me calling me or there's something deep in me pushing me. What There is no right answer to that question, by the way. I simply want to challenge you to ask it and challenge you even harder to honestly answer it because I think that it'll put you in the right mindset to really step forth on this journey. And for those of you that are listening, that have been practicing Witchcraft and magic or studying astrology and using astrology already whether it's been for a few months for a couple years or for many many years and if you've never asked yourself that question or if it's been a while I want you to ask yourself that question I want you to ask yourself that question I'm a, I, I ask myself that question I'll ask right along with you here I who felt guided and called by, quote-unquote, an invisible force, if you will. I found familiarity. That's what happened. That's why I wanted to practice. Because when I started barely studying, just barely started scratching the surface of the basics, the very fundamentals, of witchcraft, spellcraft, manifestation, okay? I found so much that I was already familiar with. And honestly, that just spiked my curiosity even more. I started reading about these different fundamentals, especially around pagan witchcraft. I'm a pagan witch, which means that I recognize and follow and worship more than one god and goddess, okay? Um, among, across actually a few different cultures and mythologies, I primarily am a Hellenistic witch, which is... Uh, a uh, Greek witch, if you will, I follow Greek mythology primarily. It's just the mythology that at this phase in my life resonates the most with me. They're the deities um, and energy that I resonate the most with. Um, so I'm I'm considered more specifically a Hellenistic witch. But more broadly, this is pagan witchcraft. And when I started studying and learning about the different belief system and laws of nature and energy and the rituals around that the the education of transmutation of that energy all of this all of these big broad very first initial concepts that you that you encounter when you first get into witchcraft it was like i already knew them it's, in many ways there were rituals i would read little little spells and like little recipes and things like that and i was like i already do this i've been doing it since i was really young or i've been doing this since i was you know 20 years old or whatever um and so that familiarity that just spiked my curiosity. And so for me, my big answer or big, honest, long-winded answer to that question is it was already a part of me. And it it was time and I was ready to completely expand on it and embrace it. That's my answer to that question. And I think that, again no matter how long you've been practicing or if you never have at all, I want you to ask yourself that question. Oh, you too. Say hi to little pits girl. Hi, baby dog. Next, step two in really embracing and letting your inner witch now shine is journaling. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm going there. You know, if you know me at all, you probably would be shocked if some kind of journaling advice wasn't on this list. Or if I don't mention it in an episode, I'm probably ill and you should send help. <laughs> journaling is, sorry, it's so important. I know that it is honestly become kind of a buzz term, but it is for a reason. It is because of its effectiveness. Now, I, have told this to so many clients, so many friends, don't, if you don't like pen and paper, if you don't like sitting there and writing stuff down, that's okay. That is not, that practice, like pen to paper, does not have to be the one and only defining quality of journaling. For a lot of people, myself included, it is a very sacred part of our journaling practice. A lot of people, the pen to paper thing, it just really, really resonates for us. But if it doesn't, it's okay. There are many ways that you can document your journey. The whole point of journaling is to document and check in with yourself. Okay. It really helps pull us out of our head, that inner dialogue and really pull it out in front of us into our conscious so that, you know, we can have a much more effective conversation and dialogue with ourselves. Okay. That's honestly the broad main reason why journaling is so important. And the reason this is essential and crucial to any witchcraft practice is because witchcraft and manifestation and spell work is a practice of mindfulness. So that's why you'll see on my page, in my episodes, in all of my content and my services that I offer you'll see so much education and support for mindfulness practice or for shadow work practice because it is an integral part of successful manifestation and involvement, okay? Successful manifestation and growth and involvement, those are kind of our two, if not two of the main goals and reasons a lot of us practice witchcraft or all of us. I'd be pretty willing to bet that's most people. Now, if you don't like the pen and paper thing, there's a couple other things you can do. You can record like voice notes, either on a video and do like a video diary or a video journal, or you can do voice notes and voice recordings You can also start bringing your conversations from internal, from within your head and within your heart to the external and start speaking out loud for yourself. And I just want to say, first of all, I do a combination of all these things. I write, I record video, I record voice notes. Primarily it's voice notes and pen to paper. I also have always talked out loud to myself since I was a little girl. It's never going away. I'm always going to be that way. But now that I'm older and now that I do so much mindfulness practice, I see the benefit in it as well. And I personally would love to help remove the stigma around it that that means something is wrong with you, that it's indicative of some kind of sickness. I I can't stand that stereotype and that stigma around talking to yourself. First of all, that... To me is self awareness. You're acknowledging other versions of yourself within yourself in addition to your main conscious self. And, and so to me, number one, right off the bat, it's, it's self awareness. I also think that it is just a very effective way to process our thoughts and feelings. And like I, I do when you talk out loud with yourself, and establish a dialogue like that, you are demonstrating very clearly to yourself in all of your subconscious, even that you care about yourself and that you acknowledge yourself and you validate yourself, so talking out loud, I tell people to do it all the time, and I think that that a lot of people are like, "I know I do it and stuff, but I mean, try not to do it so mindlessly because that's that was me my whole entire life. I just talked out loud to myself in a very mindless way. I never really gave any actual thought to what I was saying. And now that I know the importance of intention when it comes to manifestation and mindfulness practice, now I am so much more thoughtful and mindful of the conversation that I have with myself. And this is how I've been able to to successfully go through such a transformative period in my life where I can honestly sit here and look right at you and say, I practice self-care for maybe the first time in my life or at least the first time in an extremely long time in my life. I love myself and accept myself. I really do. I hope you're watching the video right now so you can just see my unwavering eye contact here. I, I can sit here and tell you that I advocate for myself. I place and hold boundaries. I am very self aware of, you know, the areas of myself that I am working on still that are being tested and, and kind of tweaked and restructured. I can say I am the most accountable and authentic version of myself I've been since I was a young, young child, which is arguably when we're our most pure form of ourselves, right? So journaling is a crucial step and part of all of this practice There needs to be some kind of self-check-in. It is very helpful if it's documented. I mentioned that word earlier. It's helpful if you document it. I don't always document my conversations out loud with myself. Good Lord, that would be a lot. But having the pen to paper or the voice note recording or videos or whatever, having the actual documentation that you can save so that you can go back and reflect, (sighs) Big, that's, it's a game changer. That really, that's one of the biggest reasons why journaling is so effective. So I just want you to take all of that into consideration when you think about either starting or maintaining a journaling practice. Okay. It doesn't always have to be go buy a pretty notebook and tell yourself you're going to write in it every single morning. Like I don't journal every single day. I don't sit down with my notebook every single day. I would love to. I'm definitely working toward it. I, I think a lot of people think that because of how often I advocate journaling, they think I'm like perfect at it. And I'm not. I'm a human being too. I'm a mom too, for crying out loud. I'm a busy human being too. I don't do it every single day but I can tell you I do it the most consistently and regularly than I ever have in my entire life. I definitely do it the most frequently I ever have. And I'm at that point now where I can actually look back on the last few years of my journaling practice physically because I have a notebook I can flip through. That's why it's so beneficial to document it. And I can physically read and see my progress. I can physically read and see patterns. It is, it's seriously so, so helpful, okay? So don't let it bog you down and hold you back and intimidate you. Find a way or a combination of all of these ways that works for you and just start aiming toward more and more mindfulness. My biggest tip for all of this, for becoming a witch and astrologer and applying it to your life and journaling, all this stuff, my biggest tip, is every day you should have the goal to be more mindful than the day before. That was kind of the wrong hand gesture if you're watching YouTube. You get it. Try to be more mindful than you were the day before, every day. Right there, amazing place to start. Next. Next, next, next. So you've asked yourself a really hard question. really big question, maybe not a hard question, but a big question. Why do you want to do this? And you've answered it very honestly. You know you're in the right place. You understand that mindfulness and intention is a massive, massive part and piece of all this. And you are accepting of that and consenting to that. Now, where do we go? Now, what's the next step on the journey? Well, now we get to kind of get into the actual fun stuff into the meat and potatoes, if you will, if I don't roll away from the mic, sorry. What kind of student are you? This is what I want you to ask yourself. I want you to sit with yourself on this awesome Sag Moon Day because Sag is such a star student. Sagittarius rules traditionally the ninth house in the Zodiac and the ninth house is our home of higher learning, like philosophy, religion, spirituality, right? And like really elevating our education, and our learning because we are being guided by truth-seeking. We want to constantly be learning because the more we learn, the more we are seeking and finding and discovering truth, okay? So in all of this energy, I want you to ask yourself, what kind of student are you? And make no mistake, if you are a witch or an astrologer, you are a student forever. That is part of your title forever, including me. I am an instructor and a mentor and a guide for magic and astrology and magic, just like I say on every episode. I will always also be a student. Personally, that's probably one of my favorite parts about all of this. I have naturally just so many curious, like such a, yeah, naturally curious energy about myself that when I'm interested in something, I just want to learn, 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 learn about it. And so knowing that this, this lifestyle and practice has unending information for me to discover and learn about, huh, that's what I love the most about it. But you do need to know this. There's going to be a lot of learning and studying and researching. There's going to be a lot of trial and error, Okay. That is part of this lifestyle. That's part of the reason, like I said, it's not for the the wishy-washy or whatever. You could do it. You could practice witchcraft in a witchy, witchy. <laughs> you should practice witchcraft in a witchy way. <laughs> no, practice witchcraft, however resonates with you. You don't have to feel stereotypically witchy, but that was a very good Freudian slip. You could practice witchcraft in this really wishy-washy, really flaky way, but because that this is how manifestation and law of attraction and all that works, what you put into it is what you will get out. So if you put in a bunch of half-assed fucking like, and I don't mean half-assed in like, uh, you know, you don't have to be a perfect witch. You don't have to practice every single day. You don't have to do a spell every day. You don't have to make all the moons. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about half-assed in this, I don't know the having to be accountable of myself part, like the shadow work part, that shit sucks. I don't like thinking about the hard parts of myself and the hard parts of my life. So I just, I don't know. I don't really practice that part, but I love doing like money spells for myself. Or, you know, I I really love doing like like love spells and self-care and stuff like that. You're missing a crucial part and so your results and what you get back will also be missing crucial parts. That's what I mean, okay? So you are a student. You need to ask yourself, what kind of student am I? Because I'm going to be learning and studying. Number one, are you more of like a self-taught kind of person? Or are you kind of a lone wolf when it comes to all this? Do you really like doing research and study for yourself and only yourself. You might not even like to talk about it with other people. It's a very, very private practice and uh, area of education for yourself. By the way, once again, there are no right or wrong answers to any of this. This is just to help you discover what kind of student you are. There's, I really want to help also, and another terrible toxic stigma in our society, that there are quote-unquote good and bad students. I used to always say I was a bad student because I I did bad in school purposefully. I really didn't like school, almost any of it, the entire time I was in kindergarten to end of high school, into college. Um, But that was never the case. I was never a bad student. I had a lot of education that was not tailored to my learning styles. And that's something that we, that's a whole other can of worms that maybe we'll open one day when we talk about how we need to really start broadening and breaking through, you know, these, these cookie cutters that we really force all of our students and kids into right at a young age. But I digress or do I just get, um, But really, I want to start helping you and myself included, removing this judgment about a good and a bad student. It's not like that. There are just many different learning styles. You might, you might have like one. You might have one really main solid learning style and that's your go-to. You might be a multi-passionate or a multi-style and honestly learn in all different ways. And people that are multi-passionate or multi-learning style like this, there's kind of a couple of ways that this shows up. You either learn well, no matter who the teacher is kind of, because maybe you read people really well, or you're just, your brain is able to pick things up in a multitude of different ways. Or you might get easily overwhelmed and it's important for you to go through And have whoever's teaching you or guiding you really go through, even if you yourself is the guide or the teacher, each little individual learning style for one subject. That's okay. Will that way take a little bit longer to study a subject? Sure, it will. But time is an arbitrary thing, and this is not a race. I really, really want that to come across too. This is not a race. None of us get a gold medal for for who learned what part or branch of witchcraft or magic or astrology first or who learned it, quote, better, right? Let's start removing all these things. Let's, that's what we should do. Let's remove all of the parts about learning and education that we hate. Because guess what? It doesn't serve us. If there is something in education and learning that just triggers you that you hate, a certain learning style or whatever it is, remove it. That, my friends, is the best fucking part about studying and practicing witchcraft. You get to define the learning path, okay? You get to really define how information is absorbed. You get to filter, if you will, your experience, okay? If there is a part that you don't like doing, don't do that part. This should be fun. There's always going to be that deep, cathartic inner work. That's part of it. Like I said, it's not going away. And on top of that, you also get to have a blast at the same time. You also, because you're so mindful and aware of the world, I know that I tell people, sorry, you can't be willfully ignorant anymore. You know, that sounds like a little, I don't know. Scary, intimidating, harsh, maybe. I don't know. But also know that because you're going to be so mindful and present and aware, you're going to enjoy life so much more. You're going to also increase your gratitude so much more. Because you're so much more mindful of everything, you're going to genuinely treasure and cherish the things that really, truly matter to you, the things that really fill your cup, or light you up the most, you get to now experience those parts to their full potential because you're going to be so mindful and open and aware to all of them. That's the big picture of all of this, okay? It's awesome. Wow, we really digressed from the self-taught, self-disciplined learning style, didn't we? Well, that's okay. All this is important. Do you like learning by yourself? Is this a very, very private educational journey for you? Do you like learning in a group setting? Are you really socially, uh, what's that called? Motivated. Are you really socially motivated? Interaction motivated? Do you feel you're learning your best and strongest when you get to talk with other people or hear or observe other people also learning? Right? Uh, are you more of a, like a one-to-one person? Do you really like to have like this private teacher or tutor or mentor, just you two, someone that can devote and dedicate all of their energy to teaching you in your own customized way? Is that more? Are you a combination of all of these things? Honestly, I'm a combination of all of these things. I think a lot of people are going to be a combination of all these things. And the most important part in asking yourself what kind of student you are is being able to check in with yourself and really be able to gauge and read what kind of student am I feeling like today? Or when it comes to this subject, how do I best actually like absorb and learn and retain this information? Because, there are going to be some subjects and branches of witchcraft that maybe come to you easier or or you make the connections faster and more effectively. Yeah, that was right. And more effectively when you're just on your own and you're learning it yourself. Or do you really like that interactive, almost accountable nature that a group setting or a one-to-one like mentorship or tutor could bring? Okay. And being able to gauge and read these things will help your educational journey in witchcraft just be so much more smooth and enjoyable. Because again, I want it to feel fun. The crazy lady who's like, do "Do your shadow work, but have fun. No, but seriously, I mean it. Like there is a lot of deep catharsis that comes with mindfulness practice, And there is such deep inner joy and peace that comes from it as well. So if at any time your educational journey feels downright wrong, like this does not fit. I'm not learning. This is just stressing me out. This is making me not want to be a witch. This is making me feel like I'm not a witch. This is making me feel invalidated. This, Any of those, this is making me feel, and then fill in the blank. That is valid. And because that's valid, you have every right to look at whatever that situation is, you know, that learning style, that path, whatever it is that you're on and go, you know what? This is not for me. I don't want to do this. And that's okay. Or, or, and this is a big one. Everybody around me says that this is really bad and really dark or really dangerous. And yeah, I'm using the sassy tone with that on purpose because most of us, most of us practitioners either do experience this or have experienced this, where everybody around you is like, this stuff is really dark. It's demonic. You're going to be allowing this, that, and the other into your life if you even open the door, whatever. No, you're not. No, you're not. Guess what? No, you're not. I'm here to tell you that if you want to say that out loud to those people or you want to just say it in your head and maintain your boundary that way, no, it doesn't work that way. And welcome to that witch podcast. Cause I'll be teaching you all about how to safely open doors, how to properly close doors, how to protect your energy, how to, how to genuinely strengthen and trust your own intuition, okay? This is a beautiful, beautiful path. And nobody around you has to understand that in order for you to practice it and live it to its absolute fullest, all right? I am here to tell you that you are already that fucking witch, okay? You don't need permission from anybody. Look at this sag energy, just... Those are all the flames, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you like all the, those are all the flames of confidence, right? And going into you, all right? Now, I want to kind of end things on a very general explanation of what witchcraft and manifestation kind of is and what astrology overall is. These are going to be very broad explanations for a reason. That's because both witchcraft and astrology are massive umbrellas. Neither one is exclusive to the other, okay? You can practice and study astrology and not identify as or practice witchcraft and vice versa, okay? You can be, I want, I think a lot of, a lot of witches and practitioners, especially baby witches, think they like have to become this professional or like full-blown expert astrologer in order, A, to be considered a, quote, legit witch, and B, to like practice effective magic. And that's not true. I do strongly and firmly believe, not just believe, I know the, the really profound tool that astrology is and can be in the right hands. It is still just a tool at the end of the day. And if a tool doesn't resonate with the user, you don't got to pick it up and that is totally a fine. Or if you do want to pick it up, you don't have to go full-fledged into being the expert craftsmanship of that subject or that area, right? Okay, there is so much very, very basic information and principles and fundamentals in astrology that if you just got those down you, i'm i'm telling you you could utilize that astrological tool that that cosmic tool that we are given for amazing things okay so knowing that you don't have to have one or the other and that you're still welcome here in the witchy neighborhood Let's talk about it. What the fuck is witchcraft? What does that mean? Well, witchcraft, my friends, is a practice. It is a lifestyle. It is not a religion. I want to repeat that. Witchcraft is not a religion. You can layer a witchcraft practice with another belief system, including a religion. I am not here to get into the debate today about if it's possible or valid to be a Christian or Catholic witch based on past persecution of witches from Catholics and Christians. Okay. I'm not here to debate that. So maybe another episode, we'll talk about it or something. <laughs> but what I am here to tell you is that witchcraft is just a practice. It's just a way of life that can be layered onto any life. It is a seriously customized practice. Now, I do want to make mention, whenever I'm talking about witchcraft in a big, broad umbrella term like that, I am talking about open practices. Got it? I am talking about any and all witchcraft practices, rituals, spells, etc., any branches of that, that are open and available for all. There are many, many Closed practices and closed religions in our world. I really encourage you to educate yourself on those. I would honestly, to get started, I would type in a Google search uh, what's a closed practice? I would start educating yourself on cultural appropriation, specifically through the lens of witchcraft and spirituality. I really would. I would do some really good actual history homework for yourself. And that way you are going into and practicing witchcraft from a very ethical and informed place because yay, that's way more fun. Told you we're still going to be cheesy. Now, so We are not practicing and stealing and appropriating and exploiting any closed practices or any practices of marginalized groups, okay? We are embracing the very open practices and rituals, and they are abundant. Let me tell you, there is so much you can and will do in your witchcraft practice. You might be like me, and you might consider yourself a pagan, which is somebody, like I said at the beginning, that recognizes and works with or honors or worships uh multiple deities, multiple gods or goddesses. They might all be from one specific culture. Uh, They might be from multiple. Again, I hope this is going to just keep going without saying, being mindful that we're not uh, worshiping and working with deities of a closed practice or culture that we are not a part of and we are not welcome in. And that's okay. I I think that a really big healthy dose of reality that a lot of us need and a lot of us have gotten uh, in this industry, in this community, is it's you don't have to be welcome everywhere. You're not entitled to that. There is more than enough to go around. There's more than enough magic and energy and ritual and tools and spell work and deities and mythologies. Seriously, there's more than enough to go around so that these closed practices and cultures don't owe you anything. Okay, that's your big dose of real magic for real life today. So you might layer your practice with some kind of... uh religious or spiritual belief system okay but there are a lot of witches that also identify as agnostic or even atheist okay now Again, I'm not going to get into the whole existential conversation or debate around that or anything, but just keep this in mind that if you have, you know, seen a lot of witches worshiping multiple deities and that is just something that just does not resonate with you and that's like the one or one of the main things holding you back, you don't have to do that. It's totally fine. Um, I am a Hellenistic witch, like I mentioned, but I am also an elemental witch. I'm a cosmic witch. I directly apply and base my magic and witchcraft and spell work on astrology and the elements. I am very, very connected to the wheel of the year, as in like the seasons. The the more I practice witchcraft in all of my years, the less I resonate with like the neo-pagan terms around some of the, around the, the sabbats, if you will, which are the pagan holidays. I have started to more resonate with the celestial event. So for example... The holiday, the pagan, neo-pagan, Wiccan holiday, Astara, is springtime, okay? It's associated with springtime deities, springtime energy, rebirth, life, okay? Things of this nature. I much more resonate and specifically practice and use the terms uh, spring equinox, Okay. So that's more where my practice has morphed. And that brings me to a really good point is the reason I wanted to end this episode with being really broad is uh you kind of got to to get started in all this. You kind of have to start broad, but also to show you that I want you to have a main understanding of the really big things, because I want you to know that you will very likely move through each of them in different ways, in different amounts, at different times of your life and your practice. Okay. And so you might identify as, you know, a witch, and then a few years goes by and that term just does not resonate with you anymore. And a different term does. That's not only okay, that's your journey. That's part of your journey. The main point of all of this is really following that intuition, right? Strengthening and um, building trust with your intuition. So if your intuition's saying, you know, this isn't this isn't us anymore. This isn't me anymore. Let it go. It served you. That means it served you and now you thank it and you release it on to to other things. So if you want to get started in witchcraft, Again, understanding all those big pre-things that we went over at the beginning of the episode. I think that once you've gotten to this point, you've asked yourself that big question. You understand that there is some type of journaling, some type of inner dialogue that needs to be maintained. There's going to be mindfulness and shadow work practice as an integral part of all of this and you have an understanding of what kind of student you are so that you can effectively do your own study and research, then when it's time to actually do the research, the fun stuff, I want you to I'm going to leave you, all the, the witchy side of these things, I'm going to leave you with these big questions. What areas are you the most interested in? I think a lot of people are looking for this step-by-step, like i want to be a witch. Do I get an altar first or should I have tools and like crystals first? Should I even practice spells if I don't have an altar? If I don't have a patron god or goddess, can I still have an altar and put offerings on it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You'll find all of those things as you go along. Don't worry. First, start with where do you want to go? Don't worry about supposed to. Try not to worry so much about like the order of things, okay? You've already... Since we talked about it, you've already done your research and education on, on the ethics part of this, right? You're not dabbling in closed practices. You're not exploiting anybody. You're not appropriating from anybody. Once you know you're practicing from an ethical place, then ask yourself, what do I want to learn about and follow that? Here are, uh, here's a big list of different areas of subject to get you started do any of these really jump out at you? And yes, of course, it's okay if you're a multi-passionate and all of them equally jump out to you. But tarot, right? Specifically cardomancy, which is divination through interpreting card phases. This can be done with tarot decks and um, oracle decks, even regular playing card decks. Okay. Are you interested in divination, psychic work, okay? Divination is really any kind of work where we open up our psyche and we connect with the universe and we channel or receive information or messages. Sometimes that information, I think a lot of people think that psychic work and divination automatically means like future messages. Sometimes it is. A lot of times it's also information about your past. Your intuition or your spirit guides will also channel and, and download information into you about your past and realizations like that or information and realization or helpful helpful info about your, your current right now and sometimes there will be future messages. So are you really interested in like psychic work? Do you feel like you have, and if you feel like you have abilities, you do. I just want you to know that right now. Do you feel like there are things in you that, you know, you've always like wanted to explore that you felt like really you were accurate about this in your life, that it happened this way, or you've always been, you know, kind of in tune with, these are the, these are the words or the vague statements that have been said to me so many times over the years by... Anybody, you know, aspiring toward this lifestyle or anybody just getting started? Well, I, you know, I feel like I have these abilities. You do. They're waking you up now. They're really heightening now. You're, you're becoming more and more aware of them. Is that kind of happening to you? Are you being pulled in a divination area? Are you really interested in plants? Plant energy, right? Green magic, green witchcraft. Do you love just surrounding yourself in plants. You have a completely different relationship with plants than anybody else you know. There's just something about them. There's just something about that connection you have with them. You are being very called to green witchcraft. Start there. Are you really interested in herbs? You know, really similar to a green witch, right? Are you really interested in herbs and the power of herbs? But more when it comes to herbs like we think of in a cooking or a culinary sense. Are you feeling that inner kitchen witch being called out to you? Is cooking and creating within your home and within the heart of your home, which is what your kitchen is, is that really the thing that lights your fire? Is that when you feel the most in tune with your intuition and connected to, you know, universe or spirit or your higher power, if you will? Are you really feeling more pulled towards that? Are you really pulled towards the astrology thing, to the cosmos, to the celestials? Are you fascinated by mythologies? Is there just something about ancient Egypt that you just can't get away from? You don't know what it is. Go run towards it. Other main big areas um, and kind of good basic places to start. Are you really interested in like candle magic? Do you see people doing these spells and rituals on TikTok or on Instagram or Pinterest? And you see these really beautiful, intricate candles and there's just something about that. It's that light. You're like the moth to the flame and you're just like, oh, I need to know more about this. Start studying the fire element. Start studying candle magic. Okay. Um, are you, so I really, honestly, I could just keep going on and on and on. And we got to talk a little bit before we go about what is astrology and how do we get started in that? Because that can be a challenge too. So for all of my little witchy neighbors here, all of my little witchy students here, I want you to take the first half of this episode, the second half with all these these, you know, very broad witchcraft Uh, concepts and questions. And I want you to start your journey there. I want you to make note right now and along your journey, any, any, you know, obstacles that you come across, any questions that you have and send them my way. Now, again, the whole first part of the, the episode, we asked the hard question. We talked about journaling. We talked about what kind of student you are. What is astrology? Now that we know what kind of student you are, we've answered all these questions. We're at the next part. What the fuck is astrology? And not just what is astrology, but why are people so into it? When, when I hear people say it's so beneficial, why? I want to know why. How is it so beneficial? When Danny keeps saying that it's a tool, what the fuck is she talking about? Well, astrology, my friends, is I think best understood as a language. It is very intricate to learn. It can be as simple or as complex as you need it to be or, you know, for whatever presence or use you have for it in your life. How much of that language do you need to effectively understand? Okay. But that is, I think, the best analogy. One of the best analogies for astrology is that it is a language. It was like this code that was gifted to us from spirit, from the universe the planets don't control us. Let's definitely start there. The planets do not control us. The planets are mirrors. And that, my friends, is the fucking gift from the universe. That's the language right there. The fact that the universe said, I'm going to throw you a big fucking bone here, okay? okay, beings, okay, souls, okay, star seeds. I'm going to throw you a big fucking bone by giving you this giant celestial cosmic mirror that's reflected at you at all times. Mirrors are fucking powerful tools. I mentioned this in a couple of episodes when we talked about glamour magic and stuff. And I said, Mirrors have been used for a long time. Mirrors have old, ancient magic in them because they are one of the most powerful and effective tools. And the universe gave us a huge one by giving us big celestial mirror so that we can track the planets and their interaction to better understand our own. So that we can live our lives so much more effectively. So that we don't have to feel like we're just fucking winging it every day. That's why I love it. I don't have to feel like I'm just guessing. It is really easy. I don't know if you guys can hear the construction outside. And if you can't, sorry for bringing it up. But Lord, it's distracting. Okay. I... Am somebody that thrives on information, on being prepared for things. And I would make the strong argument that this overall, for the very most part, benefits pretty much everybody. This, we're really learning this in <clears throat> a new modern parenting education, actually, is that just empowering through information. It's really, really fascinating learning about that when as a parent to a child. Because honestly, that is really how I foresee <clears throat> tracking history and, and these patterns via the cosmos, via astrology. It's like reflecting on ancestral and generational trauma or cycles or patterns, right? It's really helpful. We know why history is so important. It's very similar with astrology. It's just a completely different, fresh way to look at it. And this is why I don't really, when I talk about astrology, you'll notice I don't use words like it's super accurate or whatever. Of course it is. It It's a language. We wouldn't say that about any other language. English is the best because it is the most accurate language. What the fuck does that even mean? Language is language. Okay. So don't worry. It's not about that. Astrology is not a pony show. Okay. It's not some, <clears throat> I'm sorry, man, my throat today. It's not this, uh, you know, trick for, for us to be proven something by. It's not the universe performing for us so that we can go, wow, magic exists. It has nothing to do with that. Astrology is a fucking study. It is a language. It can and is used so independently of witchcraft all the time. It is very, very similar in that you can also layer the knowledge and study of astrology with anything you could layer it with any lifestyle or belief system. And I've seen it in the astrological community. There are people from all kinds of backgrounds, people that believe in all kinds of different things spiritually, because it's it's just a language. It's just a tool. And again, if that tool really resonates with you, then pick it the fuck up and let's run with it. Hell yeah. And again, you don't have to you can get as in-depth and complex with astrology as you want or as feels right with you for a lot of people they study to an amount and that's kind of where they like to leave the really you know active or aggressive portion of their education and from there it's more okay now that i have this really good base foundation i know <clears throat> how to much more effectively and properly interpret all of the different like readings that I see online or all the different astrological forecasts. I know how to understand that enough now and how it's going to affect me or how it's going to affect uh, the community and energy around me. And therefore, again, I'm now living a, a more informed life. That's really the point of astrology to me is it helps you just live a more informed life. It offers you nothing but tools. My relationships with other people from friends to family to clients to strangers and to myself are seriously, infinitely more quality and effective because of my understanding of astrology now. I understand and know how to read and, and understand and therefore meet the needs of others and the needs of myself. It's helped me remember that all things pass, good times and hard times or I should say, easy times and hard times are times of challenge. It all passes. That's the beautiful part about astrology. It's so um, cyclical based, right? Because of this rotation, because of this, these circles that we're tracking, quite honestly, and these angles that these different rotating circles make. You start to, to really embrace the liberating concept that everything will eventually pass. I don't have to like white knuckle grip on to everything for fear of losing it. And I don't have to like kick and punch and scream and avoid something away because I'm afraid of it. No matter what, I know it's going to pass. And so uh, that's why I use that word liberating. Like it really is to me... Studying astrology was the most liberating thing I ever did. It took my witchcraft practice to an entirely different level. And I I get asked that question a lot, and I, I should bring it up more. I forget to. But I practiced witchcraft for a long time before I studied astrology. I understood very, very, very basics about my sun sign. And then outside of that, I knew that a moon sign existed. I knew that there was other planets and things like that. But I was like, it's so overwhelming. I, I don't even know if I have time to study it or whatever. And I waited. And that's how it should be for anybody. Again, if it just feels too overwhelming and the only reason you are debating studying astrology is because a lot of other people do or you quote unquote should Remember, we're getting rid of that shit. We're getting rid of the supposed to's and all of this. It's not about that. You should only study it if you feel called to it and you genuinely want to. And then start studying it and allow yourself to achieve or reach whatever level of understanding of astrology that feels right for you and fits for your lifestyle and your practice. All right. I think that these are really good places to start. And I know that we had to get very broad today, but truly that is the best place to start. Um, in, in this portion of the journey. Okay. And we, I really, this SAG energy, this fire, this, I feel like this cleansing fire energy, just like really starting fresh and starting at the beginning. And again, even if you have already been practicing for a long time. I want you to think about these big concepts and what kind of thoughts they bring up for you and what kind of feelings they bring up for you. Have you been putting off studying astrology? Is it something that has really been calling to you, but you've just been intimidated? Because being intimidated and your intuition telling you something just straight up doesn't fit with you are two very, very different things. Learn to recognize the difference between those things because you don't have to be intimidated. Just come on this little journey with me. Join me in the in the witchy neighborhood here and I will help teach you astrology in ways that are way more fun and not overwhelming at all. Bite-sized pieces that just make sense, all right? It doesn't have to be scary. Witchcraft and astrology, you got this, okay? It's awesome. It's really awesome. I think that you know that. I think that that's why you're here. And I am here to tell that little voice that's like, oh, we're feeling really intimidated though, that it's all good, baby, baby. It doesn't matter. We all get intimidated. It's in my opinion, kind of a good emotion to have. It means that a lot of learning and knowledge and enlightenment is coming your way. All right. This was a good one. I really was feeling it today. As you can tell, if you're watching YouTube, we're dancing around we're very expressive here on YouTube. So, don't forget to subscribe of course and turn on the bell for notifications so that you never miss an episode or a video. Uh if you miss today's tarot reading cuz you're listening to the uh just the audio podcast, make sure that you get over to YouTube and look at it. It is a really good reading today. And yeah, I'm going to leave y'all on some of these big, open, broad concepts and questions so you can get started. And I'll be here waiting until next week to answer any questions that you might need. Okay. And until then, I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for listening. You can find the video component to the episode you just listened to on my YouTube channel, That Witch Next Door. Follow me on Instagram at thatwitch.nextdoor, on Pinterest and Facebook at thatwitchdanny. You can send inquiries, artwork, questions, ghost stories to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And for even more magical goodness, make sure you visit my website, thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.